This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. If you have your inserts, uh, you can pull them out and turn to the back. That's where the sermon we'll be looking at today will be on there. Also, if you have your iPhones, you can go to Uversion. You can go to Uversion or just any kind of a cell phone. You can go to Uversion, which is a Bible app download, and you can go into events. And when you go into events, it'll show Church on the Rock. It'll just pop up on there. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Church on the Rock will pop up there. You can click that. And all the scriptures and the sermon notes are on your phones. And you can actually write on your phones and keep thoughts and, and keep things as the Lord speaks to you through the sermon. That way you've got something soft copy. So if you lose your insert, you've got something on your phone that you might want to go back to through the week. Amen. Uh, another thing, um, man, I'll tell you what, I just looking around and seeing a few new faces here today. Isn't it good when people come and visit Church on the Rock? Amen. We're so glad that you're here. We hope that you find a warm family atmosphere. We hope that you find people that genuinely are sincerely in love with Jesus Christ and each other. Um, I hope that you see we're not trying to wow or, or dazzle anyone. I believe that keeping it real is the key. And uh, we're just people that love the Lord. We want to do something in this community for Him. And um, we want to make a difference. Amen. And we are very glad that the guests came and, and honored us with your presence today. Seriously, it means a lot that you're here and um, I hope that you've been ministered to already to this point, and uh, we're, we're glad you're here again. Guests, let's give the guests a warm welcome. Amen. Church on the Rock, look around today, and if you see a new face, just say, man, I'm glad you're here today. Um, something we're excited about, if you don't know the history of Church on the Rock, um, we are a church plant. We started with uh, 12 people in a home in June of 2000 and God has blessed us with 15 acres of land and, and this building and this beautiful congregation um, we're, we're, we're celebrating that we have been a district affiliated church with the Assemblies of God uh, its headquarters is in Springfield Missouri but um, we have an exciting event coming up uh, September the 25th um, we've got an exciting event that's next week Wow, that's next week. Next week, uh, our district superintendent will be here. And guys, we're moving from a, the way you'd explain it, like my dad and brother are, are Methodist pastors. Um, the assets, the building, um, the properties, all those assets belong to the Methodist church. And they call that like the mother church. And they do things by appointments. And it's just a different way that, that different churches do things. Works well for them. I, I grew up Methodist. Have a great love for Methodist people. And the work that they're doing for the Lord. But our system is, is our church has been a district church. Where, where we were like all of our assets and building and everything we have here. Actually it's the Illinois district. But Assemblies of God... Uh, methodology or, or vision or their way that they think is they came together with a bunch of autonomous churches meaning self-governing uh, churches that were 
uh, spirit-filled people and they realized that they wanted to unite together and it's called a voluntary cooperative fellowship in other words you voluntarily take your church and say hey I voluntarily want to cooperate with these other churches and actually Assembly of God is the number one missions in all denominations and churches and so it's it's neat to be a part of that but um, they really they say they're not a denomination but I call it the domination of the non-denominationals <laughs> but because uh, it, it is it's got structure and stuff but but every church um, the idea is that it would be a self-governing church okay that happens for us next week that's a big deal for, for us that started in the home and and I mean you know we you, you know just just praise to the Lord you know I, I, I think our appraisal was like 4.3 million on our properties and our and our and our we're not upside down in, in finances and have a strong congregation you know that's a humbling thing to me and that's why you see a soberness to it because I'll tell you what I look back sometimes and see where we're at and I'm like sheesh how we get here and uh, all you can say is God amen let's just all say thank you Lord we praise you for the church you've allowed us to worship in we praise you for the people that make this church up Lord we praise you for the celebration that we have next week where we become an autonomous church uh, a great milestone for our church and something that, that we've prayed for and and believe that you've wanted to happen now Lord I pray that you fill us with your vision for this church Lord I pray that you fill our eyes with your eyes and our ears would be attentive to your voice for church on the rock Lord I pray that our hearts that every heart would receive the mandate of the Lord I pray every heart would receive the mandate of the Lord. Even today while I preach, I pray that it would be individualized, that where people would, 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 would forget that people are beside them and, and, and it's like a light and, and a face would just come in like, like God is saying this to me today. Lord, I pray that there would be a supernatural God encounter today. Lord, I pray that every individual would encounter God in a supernatural way, that we would not be a just playing church today, but we'd be a people that move out of here with power and purpose this week. Lord, give us our community. Lord, give us our families. Come on, the Bible says if you say, if we won't cry out for the nations, doesn't the Lord say, ask and I'll give you the nations. Right now, say, Lord, I ask for my family members that are unsaved. Say it. Say it with your lips. Call their names out. I ask for my family members that are unsaved. I ask for the people I work with at work that they would know Jesus Christ. I pray that my light would shine before men, that they would see the good works in me, and they want to glorify God. Lord, I ask for the nations. I ask for this community. Lord, I pray that you would push back. Brothers and sisters, I felt today that God wanted us to unite unite in prayer for a minute and I guess this is how we're doing it I pray that as we unite that you would push back the powers of darkness in this community I pray you would push back the 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 the, the, uh, the way the enemy has put people to sleep saying I don't need God I don't value God I don't value church we put everything else first Lord I pray you would roll that back and I pray that the Holy Spirit 
The Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts people and convinces men and women that they need a Savior. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be loosed in this room today. Lord, I pray if people in this room don't know Jesus, they're going to feel a fire under their seat. They're going to feel something inside of them that knows they need to be right with God. Lord, I pray in this community, I pray in this community, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, guys, we need the Holy Spirit with us to win our community. I pray the Holy Spirit is loosed in our businesses. I pray the Holy Spirit loosed in our families. I pray that God, the Holy Ghost, would convict people and say, man, you need a Savior. You're lost. You're lost. You're undone. You're not, you don't have it all together. You need a Savior. Holy Spirit, I pray you move today in this room, in this room, in this room. Oh God, I long for you. I long for your touch. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I long for your presence, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I long for your kiss to burn my cheek. I long for you, God. I'm lost without you. I'm undone without you. I'm unhappy without you. You satisfy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. I bless your holy name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence. Oh, let me try that again. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. Oh, thank you, Lord. We long for you, Jesus. We long for you. Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to speak this morning about giving yourself away and what it'd look like if every person made that decision to give yourself away. You know, people are trying to find life and trying to find what happiness is and what it's all about. Jesus told Peter, hey, Pete, hey, Pete, 
If you want to find life, he that keeps his life for himself. Amen. Hit your neighbor and say, if you keep your life for yourself, you're going to be empty. If you keep your life for yourself, me, myself, and I, you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to lose it. But he who gives up their life. Anybody here want to give up your life for Jesus today? Amen. Have we totally surrendered? He who gives up his life shall find it. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it said, I beseech you, I grab you by the shoulders and shake you. I shake you and I, with urgency, I say, I beseech you by the mercies of God that now, Eric, as we've been saved, now we present our bodies back to God as a living sacrifice. Amen. How many know, you're always wanting to talk about worship. It's, worship goes past raising of hands and saying, I love you, Lord. You mean everything to me. Worship is when you lay down your life and you serve him when it's not convenient. When you give to God when you don't feel like you want to give to God. When you go and do for God when God's putting it on your heart and you had something else to do. Anybody out there, when God asked you to do something and you had something else to do. And when God asked you to do something, you may not want to do it. It's convenient to say, I lay my life down as a sacrifice when we're in church. But when it gets out there and the rubber hits the road, how many of us have totally surrendered our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe today, I believe what would it look like if we totally surrendered our lives to the Lord. Our key verse for this series has been 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. It says, command those. Command those that are rich. Everybody say rich. You're rich if you can think of anybody that's less fortunate than you are. You're rich when you think about all the nations of this world and you think about the world we live in and what each and every one, you may feel like you don't have much, but go, go over where my son's out in Comoros where he has to go two miles to get a head of lettuce and, and bring it down and chop it up and be thankful for a head of lettuce in Comoros. My son told me that. I had to travel two, two miles just to get a head of lettuce. Brothers and sisters, sleep, sleeping on the floor going to the bathroom in a hole. Brothers and sisters, we are blessed. Amen? We are blessed and we're rich. Command those that are rich in this present war not to be arrogant. If you've got money today, don't be arrogant. Look, old oh man, look what I did. Look at my, what my education did, which is so uncertain. I'll tell you, your wealth can be gone in two seconds. Two seconds wealth can be gone. But to put their trust in their hope for God, for God... For, for who richly provides us everything for our enjoyment. Enjoyment and truly living is in what? Is in giving. It's in who? Who's it in? Is it in wealth? Is it in our jobs? Take this scripture in. It's, it's not in those things. True enjoyment is in the Lord. Command those. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's commanding me something. Command those to do good. To be rich in good deeds. To be generous and willing to share. Two reasons. One, you're laying up treasure in heaven. And then two, so that you can take hold of life even now. And this is what truly living is. So Paul brought a perspective of what was going on. He, he, he tried to show Tim on what really matters. And he said, man, command people to be rich in something. Not to be rich in wealth, but to be rich in good works. To be rich in sharing themselves and giving themselves away. And then uh, we also see in, um, look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. 
it says, for it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works. Are we saved by works? But we're saved to do what? Good works. We're not saved by works, but we're saved to do good works. That no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus. Everybody say to do. To do, to do what? Good works. But guys, you've got to see this, which God has prepared in advance. Do you all believe that? Do you believe in, in, that God has a plan and he has a forecast? You know, when I look at people, I, I'm very sober today. I, I, I've been up since like five just talking to the Lord and, and, and I'm sobered because I, I've been crying out to God. I've been crying out to God for weeks saying, Lord, show me how to reach the community. Show me what we can do as a church to reach the community. And I've been walking the carpet and pounding heaven with prayer and asking and asking and asking. Do you know what I keep getting? I don't keep, I don't, I'm not getting a big event. I'm not getting a marketing plan. I'm not getting a, I'm not getting some egg hunt, which we'll do. We'll do those things, but I'm not hearing egg hunts. And, and, and I'm not hearing, uh, like, we're going to do something at Christmas time where we try to get families out for the community, but I, I'm not hearing that. What I'm hearing is you, the people that come to the church week after week, and, and, and I say, Lord, if I start preaching like that, I'll thin this crowd out to hardly anything. If, if, if I start, 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 I don't want people to feel, feel pressure, enough, but, but, I, but, but he said, Brian, there's 300 people that are sent out into the world every week. Every week. And this morning, it, it, it hit me. Have people lost hope? Have, have we as a church gotten to a place where we forgot that eternity is at stake for people? Have we forgotten that there is a heaven to make and a hell to miss? Have we forgotten that, 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 that somebody that you love dearly could be driving home today and have a car wreck and pass away? Have we forgotten that you can go to the doctor and have a, a bad report of, of cancer and be given three weeks to live? Have we forgotten, have we forgotten that, 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 that people are in so much pain that they're committing suicide? Have we, have we gotten so much into our jobs and, and making some money? Because we got this stinking big old house payment because we had to have it. And we got this big old house payment and we have to, both of us have to work and then we have to go get a, another job and another job to make those payments because of the brand new car we had to have and the gym memberships that we need and, and the and it just piles up and piles up 
to where I am afraid that people go week after week and we have forgotten about a lost world dying around us. I think that we have gotten so into um, just, just, just what, just life, that we've forgotten about eternal life. I, I, I really think we need to be shaken today. I need to be shaken. I, I need to be. I, I need to be. I need to be thinking about the eternal a little more. You, you know, some people just. I, I think you can get where you get this church routine, to where church becomes all about consuming and consumption. Where, where we, I, I, I'm, I'm, guys, you know, I'm for relationships. I'm for hanging out. I, I'm for being blessed and having communion together and celebrating together. But I just kept hear, hearing the Lord say, son, people have to stay focused on, on what our real mission is. On what really is, matters. And, and, and what really matters first is connecting God. That God is first and foremost. He won't be second. And I see people just putting God on a, on a little list to where he gets cut out and cut out and cut out and cut out. Where people go through a, through a routine where we get to a place where we know about God and we trust in the scriptures, and, and we actually think that this is real. But I think we've, we, we, we've lost a belief that sets a fire under our heart, that, that, that makes us where God is a constant thought in our everyday activity, that he's always on our mind the minute he gets up. We get up. The, uh, to me, I challenge you guys to not look at your cell phone first. To, to, to not go and look at your email. But even if it's two minutes, just set your feet on the floor. And lift your hands and say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I'm not telling you you got to pray an hour. I'm just telling you that we got to stay focused on our mission and our mission first is to make it to heaven and to love the Lord God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And to love others as ourselves. But, 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 but I, I believe we got to, to me, the first thing is that we love God. And then the second thing is that we, that we know the importance of fellowship. You will make time for what you value. You will make time for what you value. If you value God and he is important to you, you will make time for him. You judge yourself. You judge yourself. I'm not here to judge. If, if you value God, there will be, your, your schedule will show it. You know what else will show it? Your time will show it. Your, your, your time will show it. Your body will show it. Your actions will show it. You know what else will show it? 
Your checkbook will show it. Your finances will show it. Your attendance will show it. Guys, don't get to a place where we know about God and, and we are like, I believe, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I, you, you know what? I, I don't want to be asleep. I, I, I don't want to be asleep as a church. I want to be fully awake. When Jesus comes, one thing that the scripture says is, will he find faith? I think some people's circumstances, it's been like a, a, a wave that's been like keeps beating against the boat to where you feel battered. I think there's been a constant wave on people that's been beaten against your rock to where it's, you feel deteriorated, to where you're beaten and you're, and, and you're battered down. And there's been times in my life to where I can tell that the enemy is out to get something from me. He's out to get my faith. And there's times when, when there's a mental attack. There's times when there's emotional attacks. There's times when there's physical attacks on, on my body, on my mind, on my spirit, and what I see with my physical eyes, and you hear the devil laughing, the devil will even take God's word and will show you what you're not doing. You know, the Bible says this, and look where you're at. The Bible, he's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses you day and night. He's relentless. Sometimes it's a perpetual. The thoughts come like a machine gun. The attacks come on, on your family and on your, your marriage and on your children and on your, it just, it just where it wears you down. To where it gets to a point to where is there faith? And there's been times that I've clung and I said, I'll not give up my faith. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away, Job says. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I'll not give up my faith. The Lord is creator God, Elohim, creator of the heavens and the earth. The Lord has created me and he has crowned me with glory and honor the Lord is above he's made me the head and he's and I'm not the tail I but I won't lose faith but I think that actions and sometimes where you like like to me a, a barometer a measurement a measurement on prayer I mean what to me there's on prayer there's three reasons you do it. One, the, 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 reason you, the reason you pray is because you love God. You just want to spend time with him. You just care about him and that stuff. Another reason you pray, like, 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 like you, if, if you say, um, 
let me see your prayer life. And we look at people's prayer life. Another reason people pray is because they believe that prayer changes things. So if you're not a praying person, really call it what it is. Really what it is, if, if you don't pray about things, first, first praying people, I'm remembering it now. First praying people are humble people. Praying people are people that say this, God, I can't do this. Every situation in my life, everything that I'm dealing with today, I cannot do this without you. So, I, so I'm, a, I'm a man of prayer, and, the, and, and get this, you guys, get this. It, it says it in 1 Peter chapter 5, and also it says it in James chapter 4. It says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When you look up resist in the Greek, it means set in opposition to. In other words, a person that is prideful, he is set against God. It's like a football team, offensive against defense. You have set yourself in opposition to God. For God, the, the Bible says that, that God resisteth the proud. Resisteth means he opposes them. A proud person is a person that doesn't pray because they say, I can do everything. I don't need God. I'm going to tell you, we can't do anything. We all need God. And I pray the Holy Spirit convicts people that are here without Christ today. If you're living a life without Jesus Christ in your life, that is a person of pride that says, I don't need a Savior. And the Holy Spirit is here to tell people, no, you do need a Savior. That's what John chapter 16 says. The Holy Spirit is here to convict people. No, you do need a Savior. But the second reason we pray, so we pray because we're humble. The sec another reason we pray is just because we love God. And the other reason is we believe that prayer changes everything. When Jesus comes, will he find faith? Will he find faith? Has the enemy rocked good-hearted, good Christians? Have we been rocked asleep while we're in the light? Have we lost that connection with God and lost our mission? Our mission is that God is first and foremost. The scripture says that you're to hate your mother in the King James Hate your father. Hate your wife. Hate. It uses the word hate. And it's an idiom that means preferring God over. So, so, so it's a God first kind of living. But, but, but have we got, are we keeping focused on our mission as a church? That's what I kept hearing this morning. Are we on a mission as a church? Is God first and foremost or is he dead in our hearts? Does praise even move you anymore? Is there a hunger for the scripture? My friend, if that fire isn't there, you need to hit this front today and kneel your knee before God and say, burn within my heart again, O God. Burn within my spirit again. Pastor, do you go through that? You bet you I do. One of the wisest people 
that was Carmen's pastor that I ever met, Pastor Jerry Haynes. Some of you met him at the Elgin Fox Theater. How many remember Jerry when he came? He came and preached one time at the Elgin Fox Theater. But he said, son, the hardest thing about being a pastor is staying spiritual. The hardest thing about being a pastor is staying spiritual. Brothers and sisters, to me, the hardest thing about being a Christian is staying spiritual. Staying spiritual. Guys, when your heart is cold and your faith is dead and your heart is hard, where you're like, man, what's up with me? I feel like I'm on earth and God's in Mars. There is no connection. What do you do in those times? Well, what I do, because in those times, you don't just come leaping in the presence of God. I will enter his, I mean, you don't feel it. You're beaten, you're tattered and. And you, 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 you can't even do that second part of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You ain't got that, you don't have that. I mean, call, I, I, I'm, am I the only one that's ever been there? Forgive us our debts as we forgive us. I don't want to forgive that person. That's one of the reasons I'm being eaten up with this bitterness. I'm hurting right now. Put on the armor and be ready to go do something for Jesus. To, I can't even lift my hand to put the helmet on. What do you do? What I do is I just say, God, burn again. Burn again. Burn again. Burn again. I just, someday it goes for days. Some days it can go into weeks. Try that and then happen to stand up and preach to people and be all happy every week. Guys, we all go through it. We've got to stay focused on connecting with God daily. Connecting with God when you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, when you want to, when you don't want to. Connect, 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 connect. That is our mission. What does it matter if you gain the whole stinking world and you lose your soul? What does it gain? What does it gain if we put all of our health and wealth in acquiring and getting? Brothers and sisters, it's going to, it, we, we aren't taking it with us. Are, are you all with me today? We need a shaking today. And we need to get our minds off the earthly and get our minds in the heavenly. Paul said, set your affections on things that are above, not on the things on this earth. Amen. Set, that's Colossians chapter 3. Set our affections on God. How'd you get on all this? Because God told me, you guys, I, I'm not hearing big events and marketing plans. I'm hearing you, the people. I'm hearing you're God's plan. I'm hearing he don't have a backup plan. You are his plan. This demonic man that, we, that I talked about last week, the demonic man that I talked about last week, 
the one that chased people down and beat them up and lived in the tombs and cut himself and howled. Oh, howled. Demonic man. Scripture, is scripture real? Did it really happen? This demonic man was doing that. People walked by. They tried to tie him up and he'd just break out. You didn't dare walk by him. He'd chase you down and thump you. Amen. But when Jesus came to the bottom of the hill, he came running to thump Jesus. That was what was in his mind. He came running to thump Jesus. But when he hit the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he hit his knees. And the scripture says he began to worship God. And the demons began to cry out. And Jesus, he saved him. He was out of his mind. He was crazy. And Jesus saved him, took the demons of legions, and commanded them to go out of that life. They went into a herd of swines and went off the, a cliff. And they were bobbers, bobbing, dead. All the people came running out. The herdsmen in the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, they spread the news and people rushed out in, this is Mark chapter 5 verse 14, to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been possessed with a legion of demons. He was sitting fully clothed and perfectly sane and they were afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told others about the demons-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus. This is verse 17. The crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and to leave them alone. That's Mark chapter 5, verse 17. Go away. Leave us alone. Everybody listen, everybody listen to this. To me, the city around us, that is, they are saying, go away, leave us alone. And here's my concern, is I think nine-tenths of the church, universal church, you guys judge yourself. You, you, you have your own talk with yourself. I think nine-tenths of the church... Where, where, where these people that they, they began, the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. That's a big problem. But to me, the next, the, the, the bigger problem is the church sees, these crowd, sees this crowd on a daily basis. And they're not even concerned that these people are lost. We walk by them. We, we read the scripture, the Good Samaritan. Well, this one didn't stop, and this one didn't stop, and then the Good Samaritan stopped. How many know that scripture? Do, let's not get so high-minded in our thinking to think that we're never the one that passes them by. Because I'm telling you, I believe we pass them by every day. Every day. I believe there are divine appointments made in heaven because Scripture says it. The reason I believe it is because Scripture says it. Scripture said in that Ephesians that God has created us in Christ Jesus to good, 
do good works which God prepared for us in advance to do. I think we've got a to-do list every day. And guys, I think we pass them by. I have. I mean, don't get mad at me. I, I'm just a messenger boy. I, I can go with what I got planned or I can go with what I feel in my spirit. The, 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 I, I, I think we pass them by all the time. And my question is, has we lost our mission? God first. Have we lost people are going to hell? Have we lost, hey, if you live to be 80-something, I mean, Grandpa's like, you're, you're 89 now, Grandpa? Do, 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 you know, th that is a long life. You, you know, I, I'm usually joking and stuff, but seriously, that is a long life. How, how many would like to make it to 89? Amen. That, that's a, that is a long, good life. Guys, eternity is forever. Who gives a flip about these yachts I see at Grand Haven and everybody on them on Sunday? Who, who cares about the car that has all the doodads? Who, who really cares? Who cares? Why are we putting so much into all that? It, 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 I'm torn up today. I, I'm really concerned because I feel like God's telling me that the church is his plan. To be honest with you, I look at the church and I'm, I'm not saying this church, I'm saying the church. To me, the church is losing ground. To me, the church, you can't even get two people to come two weeks in a row to church. And they say that's normal now. Accept it. I won't accept that. They, I, I mean, they tell us all these norms. You know, the world keeps telling us these norms. You're supposed to accept family like this. You're supposed to accept your government to do this. You're just supposed to, in Houston, turn your sermon notes in so they can be analyzed. Um, I beg your pardon? To me, the church has been asleep long enough. Wake up! We gotta wake up! We gotta wake up! We've got to wake up. If you're convicted, you don't feel good. Sometimes, Paul said, sometimes I'm good that I made you not feel good. I'm good that you felt bad or sorrow. Because in today's church, it's like, and I may thin us out today. I don't know. But, but in today's church, it's like, tell everybody it's all bubbles and and and. and and fluff clouds and, and, and all this stuff. Don't say anything that could offend people. You got to be correct in what you say. I'm telling this, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the, the heat index of our passion for Christ. 
I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about lukewarmness that I'm seeing in people in this church. I'm concerned about lukewarmness because the scripture says, I would rather you be hot or cold than to be lukewarm. The lukewarm, he says, he vomits them out. We know better. How did, do you know blessings can actually mess you up? In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God said two times, beware, beware, lest when you enter into this land that you forget the Lord your God who led you these 40 days, who caused your shoes not to wear out, who fed you with manna, who chased off your enemies, who provided for you all the time. Beware that, beware that when you enter into the good land, which many of us are in the good land, beware, lest you forget the Lord your God. I'm not angry, guys. I'm scared for people. I I give you guys fluff messages all the time, encouraging ones. We can take one, because I'm going to go home and feel bad. (laughs) Do you know when I confront people, I I feel bad for days. I, I, I hate confrontation. I hate making people feel bad. I do everything I can to suggest or to mention. And people just don't get it where you have to just be, hey, listen to me. I hate being that way. I I hope I do okay today when I get home. Amen. Guys, beware lest we forget God. just I really woke up happy <laughs> but when, when, when God told me the church was his plan I got scared it's hard to get anybody even volunteer for anything we about decided like I'm wanting to do a class on um, equipping people to help them find their gifts. I want to teach on spiritual gifts. I want you to help identify your passion or your heart. I want, you, I want to look at what natural abilities and experiences you have. I want to look at your personality, see if you're a leader or different characteristics of your personality. And then I want to look at your experiences. And I want to help place people in the body because I believe the body that we're all a part of this mechanism and this organism and that we need everybody look around we need everybody look around we need everyone we need everyone and I believe that every joint has to supply tell yourself I'm a joint I am a part of Christ's body 
are you, are you letting down the rest of the body with your commitment? Are you letting down the rest of the body where the, the, the eyes saying, hey, fingers, I need you to go like that, and I need hand, I need you to clench that piece of bread, and feet, I need you to walk over and pick that up off the table, and mouth, feet, and hands, I need you to walk, and eyes, I need you to see that hurting person, and I need you to now stop, and arm, I need you to move, and hand, I need you to open, and mouth, I need you to speak to minister to that person. I don't, fingers are chopped off, arms are paralyzed, legs don't show up. What do you do with that? I don't know. To my I, I don't know. I just happen to believe it. I believe in the mission of Church Unlocked. We, we didn't. We didn't pick up and move 2,000 miles from Wyoming for nothing. No, it's been hard. No, it knocked me out of commission for seven months. I, I believe in, I believe that God spoke to me, that, that we got something big to do. But when I look, to me, we always get caught up in the la-la land. Woo, the vision. You, you can get drunk on the vision, baby, and you can't walk. I think people get drunk on the vision. And they stagger around and don't ever get where they need because they're drunk on the vision. The vision's the easy part. It's easy to say, I have a dream. It's easy to have a dream. Oh, God, show me this. Man, I see. It's easy to say, I saw, see a church with lava. It's easy to see, I see a congregation. That's the easy part. Anybody can have a dream. I meet people year after year, and this not only goes with churches, it goes with businesses, and it goes with professions. Everybody's always chattering something they're going to be, or something they're going to do, or something, and year after year after year after year after year, it doesn't speak. Because we're drunk on the vision. It takes steps and processes. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says that a vision comes with much work and much planning and painful effort. Hard work. Planning. Flexibility. Dying a thousand times. Failing over and over and over. Perseverance, tenacity. I'll not give up. 
here's the thing. If God's put visions in many of your hearts, some of you are drunk in the vision and it's just fun to tell yourself what you're going to be. And some of you are so caught up in this present world. Timothy says, Tim, Paul told Timothy, he said, my son, he that, listen, I mean, if you want to be a soldier for the Lord, he said, my son, Paul told Timothy, he said, my son, a soldier that fights and is in the armor, army of the Lord cannot, cannot entangle himself with the affairs of this life. I'm telling you what, people are so tangled up in the affairs and the time. The devil's smart, man. To me, he ain't getting this with some some cities. He's getting this with heroin and some of that stuff. I, I know I know that's out there, but a lot that's around here. You, you, you know, you can go into a city and see what the demonic strongholds are. Just look at the signs. Like when you drive on the bottom of Indiana, you see all those adult places. That's a stronghold. You, you, you can just look at the signs because the enemy's arrogant. He, 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 he's arrogant. He puts out there what he is. He's arrogant. You know what he is here? Jobs, houses, toys, stuff. Stuff. To where people think they don't need God. How do you reach a people in a community that has everything and they look at Christians because we're whining all the time and they, they, they look at Christians who sad and stuff, what do they got that I want? What? This, this hit me. I was thinking about this. What is it about church that where there's a value put on? To me, and I, I wrote these down, to me this pleading with Jesus, go away. To me, that world was skeptical, disinterested, don't see the value on it. I, I see no reason to go to church when I could be tailgating for the Bears game. I see no reason. I, I see no reason when I work all week to be in church on Sunday. I, 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 Career-minded, afraid, they don't see the need. But here, here's, here, here's what, after they had crossed, here's what happens. These people were saying, get away from us, Jesus. The demonic man said, hey, I want to go with you, Jesus. Jesus said, no, you can't come with me. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to these ten cities. I want you to go in this community. And I want you to tell them about my compassion and about what I did for you. Okay? And Jesus was kind of telling them that because everybody was saying, get out of here. Get off of our coast. Go, Jesus. So he's like, man, you can't come. Here's what I want you to do. Give, w w go, Jesus. Get out of Okay, do that. Oh, Jesus, I want to go with you. No, I need you to do that. Oh, I want you to go. Jesus, no, I want to. Go, Jesus. You know what that man did? And here's what God told me this morning about you all. Jesus being pushed away. 
People are skeptical of organized religion. People don't see the value. They don't know why. They don't know the importance of belief. They don't know all that. Listen, 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 listen. Here it is. There was something about that man. He was a key. Where he talked to that whole community. And it changed their minds somehow. Guys, I'm telling you. I want you to look at yourself and say that I am God's plan for a people group to be saved. It's not Pastor Brian. It's not someone else. I am God's plan. And there's something in my DNA, my spiritual DNA, that God has anointed me and empowered me to win a people group. There are people that only you can win. And that's why the Lord said, Brian, it's not the egg hunt and all this stuff. We get a few from that, but it's you. It's you. He sends, we send 300 people out that we can show a good work or we can be a listening ear or we can be helping hands or we can share what we have or we can tell our story or we can, we are his plan. But something changed, guys. To where, listen, you read it, the very next chapter, the very people that were saying, Jesus, get out of here. That guy did something to where they were like, come here, Jesus. Jesus pulled up to the same shore in the next chapter, and they crossed the lake and landed at this place, and they brought the boat to the shore, and they climbed out, and the people recognized Jesus at once. And they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people to wherever they heard he was, wherever he went, the villages, the cities, the countryside. They brought the sick. They came out to the marketplace. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and they all touched him and were healed. That, that's, that's you guys, man. I'm telling you, that, 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 that Christ, Jesus himself, there are people that say, I do not want church, and I do not feel value for belief, and I do not value going to church. There are people that have that kind, get away with, from me with that. You, you work with them every day. You, they're your neighbors. They're your family members. But listen. Here's what I want you to hear. Let's, let's leave on something really positive. Here's what I want you to hear. You can change them. You can. If I try to talk to them, no. If Jesus did, we just saw it. No. But that guy opened them up. We just, that we're, can we start sharing our faith? Alex told me that he was riding, he's starting to, Alex said, Pastor, I'm keeping my head on a spindle. I'm looking for how I can, for my work to do. I'm looking for my opportunities. Alex told me that. I'm looking for my opportunities. Gwen told me today, man, thank you. I never knew that I could just be a sample and that if I could just give a sample, people would want all of God. You know, we laughed till we hurt last week, okay? Alex got to 
witness to a coach. Some powerful truth. My to-do happened at a car wash this weekend. One of them. We've all got a to-do to do. Amen. Praise God. Oh, boy. Thank you, Lord. Tara, as you come, let's just have Tara today. I, I really like it when you just play the piano, to be honest with you. Isn't she a blessing? I always want to be ornery to her. See, I'm not being ornery. She is beautiful. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman, inside and out. Beautiful person. Amen. Every head bowed. You know what? I don't want to bow heads. I mean, we kind of kept it real today. If you're here and, and you're like, man, you, you said something that really got to me. I want to take, keep the piano low. I want to take that first step. And I just want to choose Jesus today. I have not asked Jesus to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I do want you to bow your heads. I think that's a little tough. Everybody bow your heads. If you're here today and you say, I want to accept Christ. I know the scriptures. I know about him. But I realize this morning, I don't believe in Jesus. Because my actions show it. And today, I want to put my faith. And I want to put my belief. I know about Jesus. I I. I believe in him. I believe in all that. I believe in the Bible. I know about church. I, church is good and all that. But my life and the way I've been living says I don't really believe. And I want to believe in Jesus. And I want to put him first in my life today. Would you lift up your hand? I won't ask you to come forward. I won't embarrass you. I'm just going to pray with you. Will you lift up your hand and say, remember me, pastor, in prayer? I see that hand. I see those hands. Anybody else? I see those hands. I see that hand. Come on, you've been away from God. He's not a thought in your head. Hadn't been for years. But today. You're making me think. Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Just say, I want to pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. Amen. Everybody pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, you that raised your hand, we're praying it together. Lord Jesus, I know about you. But today, I put my faith, my trust, my belief, and my hope in you. Only you can satisfy. You are what I need. And I put you first today. 
Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my not acknowledging you. And thinking about you. But I'm going to from this day forward. I'm changing. I've changed my mind today. I'm changing. I am done with that other way. I'm telling you, I'm changing my mind. Say it again, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to be different. Jesus, help me to be different. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church in the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.